Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. Next week is the final scheduled week of the 2021 New York Legislative Session. As is the case with most end of sessions, there are numerous issues swirling that would impact patient care delivery. Some MISNY is advocating to be passed but many others MISNY is opposing. The last few weeks of a legislative session is usually the time when huge numbers of bills pass both houses, sometimes hundreds per day. We continue to pursue a package of bills to address health insurance. Last week, the Assembly passed legislation that had previously passed the Senate to greatly limit the ability of health insurance companies to change prescription formularies, or cost-sharing tiers during the middle of a policy year. We also continue to pursue legislation that has passed the Senate, but not the Assembly yet, that would permit third-party assistance programs to help patients in meeting their health insurance deductibles. This is particularly important for patients managing chronic conditions facing significant treatment and medication costs. Please look to our e-news this week how you can send a letter in support or tweet at your legislators in support of this legislation. We are also continuing to push for legislation that is on the floor of both houses that would expand appeal rights for physicians who are dropped from health insurer networks. However, there are multiple threats still on the horizon. Legislation has advanced to the Assembly Rules Committee and is currently in the Senate Finance Committee that could drive untenable increases in New York physicians' already excessively high medical liability insurance premiums by significantly expanding the types of damages that are awardable in wrongful death lawsuits. Please look to the MISNY e-news this week for how you can send a letter or tweet at your legislators in opposition. MISNY is joined in this opposition by many other groups, including hospital associations, medical liability carriers, and the business community. Please remind your senators and assembly members that our healthcare system cannot sustain the huge new costs this legislation would impose, particularly given that physicians and hospitals are only beginning to recover from the financial damage wrought by the pandemic, in addition, of course, to the most personal toll it has taken in everyone. I also note that the Patient Medical Debt Reduction Act was significantly revised this week. Importantly, the provision, which would have required hospitals and hospital-based physicians to submit consolidated bills, was deleted from the bill. This is a significant development, as MISNY, together with several other specialty societies, had raised significant concerns to the Senate and Assembly that this joint billing requirement would have put non-employed physicians at the mercy of the hospitals where they practice, since the legislation did not specify how payments to hospitals from this single bill requirement would then be distributed to these physicians. Again, this was certainly an important development that this was re removed from the However, in its place, the legislation would now require notice to patients prior to hospitals, health systems, and healthcare providers charging patients for so-called facility fees, including whether the patient's health coverage will cover the facility fee, and to be clear, the bill specifies that a facility fee is distinct from a professional fee that a physician would ordinarily. 
Of particular concern with this new language is a provision that appears to place the requirement to notify the patient of a facility fee on the physician providing a healthcare service in a hospital health system, even if the fee is being charged by the health system. Misney has urged the sponsors that this required notice provision. There was also action this week on a significant number of opioid related. On a positive note, the Senate and Assembly have passed legislation that would require Medicaid coverage for treatment of substance abuse disorder without prior authorization requirements. However, the Senate and Assembly also passed legislation that would require physicians to co-prescribe naloxone for patients with a history of substance abuse disorder or who are taking opioid medications at 90 MME or morphine equivalents or greater. As a result of concerns raised by MISNI and other groups, the legislation was recently amended to increase the mandatory co-prescribing threshold from 50 MME to 90 MME, was to make the co-prescribing requirement only applicable to a significantly smaller cohort of patients who are at heightened risk for overdose. Misney has still raised concerns, however, with the final bill, believing that this should remain in the discretion of the treating physician. The Senate also passed legislation this week that requires a prescriber before prescribing an opioid to a patient with neuromuscular pain not related to cancer or post-surgery to consider and discuss with a patient alternative services such as chiropractic, massage therapy, or behavioral therapy. Misney has raised concerns that this legislation is essentially repetitive of existing laws that require prescribers to consult with the CDC chronic pain guidelines when assessing patients for opioid use. CDC guidelines call for prescribers to discuss benefits and risks and the availability of non-opioid therapies with a patient. However, by listing so many possible alternatives in the legislation, it could create new documentation requirements to demonstrate that a physician has complied with the law. Legislation remains on the floor of the Assembly and has not passed it yet, so we are urging that it not be taken up. Turning to CME, Please place in your calendar Wednesday, June 16th at 7.30 a.m. for MISNI's next Medical Matters program, The Lingering Pandemic, Long COVID Symptoms and Treatments, faculty Dr. William Valenti, chair of MISNI's Infectious Disease Committee. And as always, please go to MISNI's CME site, cme.misni.org, for a litany of recorded educational content. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your dedication to your patients as well as, of course, your continued support for your county medical society and for MISNI.